This is Registry, a podcast from Office Supply Publishing and Klaus Gunpoint. Tim Burton has several films that should be on the National Film Registry. The ones that immediately come to mind, Frankenweenie, Ed Wood, which I think I've talked about before, Big Fish, for sure. I'd make an argument for Big Eyes as well. But the one that 100% needs to be on the National Film Registry, other than Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which there's a whole big thing I have on that, it's Beetlejuice. And Beetlejuice always comes back pretty strong around Halloween time, for good reason. It's it's what they call spoopy. It's kind of spooky, it's kind of sweet and funny. But ultimately, it is a fantastically constructed film that speaks of the 80s, that looks like a million bucks today, just absolutely fantastically gorgeous film with super strong performances all around and multiple stories. In essence, it's talking about every aspect of the 1980s. There's Odo and the mom, played brilliantly by Catherine O'Hara, who are representing that 1980s artist whom money grubber. In essence, they're sort of along the lines of uh, exposing what Julian Schnabel and Jeff Koons were doing to the art world at that time. There's Jeffrey Jones, who is always great as sort of this checked out dad who's also all about the money, but at the same time is trying to quote unquote relax. It's a very 1980s archetype. It really is. Of course, Winona Ryder is fantastic in it as the young, disenchanted goth girl whose only friends end up being ghosts. Which, very much, not only was it a great performance, not only was it informed by what we were seeing elsewhere, Breakfast Club, for example, had sort of elements of that, but it very much influenced an entire generation. You could look at things like Lenore. A lot of the work of Jonan Vasquez, all of these people were absorbing what was done. And in particular, the way that Winona Ryder performed the role, and I will 100% say, up until Stranger Things, this was her best role. I think Stranger Things is a more powerful role for her because she has combined so many things that actually make use of characters like Lydia going forward. It's a really fascinating role in Stranger Things, and here, she's just fantastic, not to mention the most adorable woman who ever lived. Alec Baldwin is great. He's usually good. I, I have rarely seen a bad Alec Baldwin performance. They exist, I'm sure, but he was great. Gina Davis, I adore. I think Gina Davis is one of the most interesting actresses of the past 30 years. But then you have Michael Keaton, who is so good. But he also gets to play the showy role where he gets to be big. He gets to just have a lot of fun with a character that is cuckoo banana pants. And it works. Every aspect of his performance works. It's well-written. It's a hyper- frenetically performed and when he has to go not necessarily subtle but less can and he makes shift incredibly well this is one thing that michael keaton never gets credit for he is one of the best up and down shift actors we have you can see it here you definitely see it in gung-ho another film that i think is underrated underrated comedy he just he makes those changes really well sylvia sydney also great as always one of her later performances, really the one that brought Herb to my attention, but she'd always been around, sort of. But it is a film of scene. And there's that, they go up to the attic and they see that layout of the town. There is no better metaphor for what Beetlejuice is than that model. In many ways, this is the blueprint for what Wes Anderson's been doing since about ever, is that 
it is a miniaturization of a world where you go into individual aspects of it when they go into Beetlejuice's world and it's a part of the uh, the model and that they build the whorehouse, which is hilarious. Um, even the house itself has a sense of we are being shown a tableau. It's a series of still lifes on, which is a powerful way to go. It's a very, very difficult thing to pull off also. What is by far the best scenes in this film? When Odo and the mom are walking around, talking initially about how it feels like a giant ant farm. And he says, Cerulean, blue-green, and he starts spraying. Great. And Odo's wonderful. But the dinner scene, the Deo scene, every performance in that is pin-precise perfect walking the line between terror and i want to say artificial joy but it's this idea that they're actually having fun but they're being forced to have fun watching Catherine o'hara in this is incredible she's so good i have never seen a performance that manages to walk that line so well jeffrey jones is great too really clean in his performance odo brilliant when he picks up the uh champagne bucket dumps it upside down and starts playing it like a drum at points in there they twist and you can see the what am i doing on their face and then they just give in and then they're back to what am i doing why did i give in that is the pinnacle of effective acting Catherine O'Hara at this point was great she's her role in the christopher guest universe the guest of her tend to be more deadpan a little more dry she was great for example in best in show i think she was the second best part of that that film honestly but the best moments in Beetlejuice are the moments where we get Beetlejuice being Beetlejuice. Yes, I said the name three times in a paragraph. I'm worried. I think the scene where we get to see Beetlejuice interacting with Lydia, getting trying to get him to say his name, I think that is the you know, Beetle drink, Beetle breakfast. Um, that scene is great. And any of the scenes in the afterlife also phenomenal and a large part of that is because tim burton's eye and his set designers and the understanding of what made german expressionist film work because that's his biggest influence cabinet of dr calgary 100 percent exists in tim burton's film as a whole and he has absorbed so much of it and the difference between the house as they first encounter it and then the house that it is later is to, I think, him, the horror. It is this absorption into a new concept from what was, you know, the dry, desiccated sort of homey thing, the giant ant farm, as it were. I think Beetlejuice should be on 100% without question. And I think Tim Burton needs to get more respect from the preservation community in general. I understand that many of his films are not as well preserved as they should be. I know Ed Wood is because it won an Oscar, so it's obviously held by the Academy. I want to say most of his films, the camera negative may still exist, but some of them haven't been remastered. Some of them need treatment, obviously. And I think especially his short films that he did very early in his career definitely need reevaluation because the world that has latched onto Tim Burton the most isn't the film world. It is the art world. And the art of Tim Burton exhibit goes a long way. I've made it this far without mentioning Danny Elfman, who everything he scored and does has been kooky. Uh, Army of Darkness actually is a good example of him sort of pulling back and it not working so well. But with Burton, Tim Burton's sensibility in the visuals works so well with Danny Elfman sensibilities in score that they both amplify one another. 
I think this is one of the finest films of the 1980s, and I think it is one that really deserves 100% recognition on the National Film Registry. Thank you.